0: Hey there, it's Kim Doyle, and welcome to my show, where digital marketing meets real stories, experiences, and strategies. You'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what's working and not working in my business, as well as other experts who show up and share their stories. As much as I love talking about tangible marketing principles and tactics, we'll dig a little deeper with mindset and explore what's required to create a business you love on your terms that also supports your life. I want to help you understand the why behind the how. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just dipping your toes in, remember, marketing is a journey and the goal is to enjoy it. My desire is to guide you on your journey and remind you that no matter what life throws at you, you've got this. Hey, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode to The Kim Doyle Show. This is the last episode of 2023. Take two, because... Yes, I did record this whole thing yesterday. And here's the funny thing is that, you know, I'm recording, I, I think there's maybe only been one or two that I haven't done on video, and these will all be going up on YouTube beginning in January. And uh for some reason, I, I don't know what's going on. But anyways, I I raised the gain too high on, it's not a mixer, I don't even know what it's called. But I've got a Heil PR40 mic. This is so boring. I'm telling you guys anyways. And... uh. I have to plug it into this other device. And somehow the audio has just been wonky lately. So I'm seriously considering moving to a share microphone. First quarter, I will sell The microphone's fine. I just, I'm so tired of having to connect it to something else. I want to set it, forget it. And I don't know why. Anyways, that's a Kim problem. But it's also not a today problem. So welcome to the show. And I was really hoping to get my year in review podcast episode in before the end of the year, but I'm still working on that year in review. So that'll be the first episode next week of 2024. So today's episode is the only way to grow and scale in 2024. And uh, it's probably going to go in a little different direction than you think, right? But here's a question for you. Do you want to grow and scale in 2024? If so... This episode is for you, and I know you might be thinking, uh, "Duck him!" Like, who doesn't want to grow and scale their business, right? But, oh, right, you guys, I'm going to start tallying those. I swear to you. Anyways, the whole thing with growing and scaling, not everybody wants to do that. We all, and and there is this idea, and I and I do believe that there is an element shifting that people, people all people. But I I think there are a lot of people that are looking for a different type of goal. It's not just to make more money, it's to buy back their time. So yes, you need to grow and scale to a certain extent. But maybe that means hiring, you know, a a VA, a single VA, not having a team. Maybe it means producing more, maybe it means taking Monday and Friday off, whatever that looks like for you. But either way, this is going to be completely applicable to you regardless of what your personal goals are for 2024 regards to your business. I'm going to take this in a little different direction than you might think or expect, um, at least compared to the trite advice you might see popping up at this time of year. And I have a feeling I'm going to go off script a bunch. I did yesterday and I laughed at myself quite a bit. So hopefully this will be as fun. I amuse the bucket out of myself more often than not. Um, But like everything I'm doing moving forward, this episode is going to be a mix of things that speak to both the tangible, i.e. tasks specific to marketing in your business, and the intangible, which are your thoughts, your beliefs, and your mindset. Because if you don't have that right, the rest, while it may work for a while, I think will kind of come back and bite in the ass. And I'm going to warn you now, um, I'm probably going to swear a little bit in this episode, so I doubt many people are listening with little ears around, but just in case you are, FYI. And it's this has been a huge um, awakening for me this last year, I should say. A lot of ahas, a lot of big moments. And while it feels like there maybe hasn't been a lot of forward motion the way I'd like in my business, I feel that all this internal personal work that I've been doing is creating the foundation for that to happen this year. And we'll see what that looks like. I've got plans, and we're going to go for it. That being said, I am going to share the only way to grow and scale in 2024 um, first, because I have a tendency to be like, but wait, before I do that. So no, I'm going to share that in just a sec. But I'm going to share a story with you that was the inspiration for this episode. And the point of sharing the inspiration is to piggyback off of the last episode, which was everything is content 2.0. I am bringing that back with a vengeance. You're going to hear a ton about it. And this is all about the um, you, are, you are the most profitable niche, which was a Dan Coe episode podcast, uh, podcast. I don't think he has a podcast video on YouTube. Anyway, but I want you to start finding content ideas and inspiration from all areas of your life. Because I don't know about you, but I am done writing content simply to appease search engines, especially with AI and keywords. And that's just going to look different. So, anyway, I'm probably jumping ahead of myself with content that I'm going to get more more deeply into. So, first, here is the only way to grow and scale in 2024, 20, and in in 2024, and that is to take complete and total responsibility for everything in your life. Doesn't sound very exciting, does it? However, contrary to how that might feel when you hear it. I promise you that when you truly step into owning responsibility for everything in your life, it creates massive freedom, which then opens all kinds of doors. Truly, you guys, that is where the magic starts happening. And besides showing you that everything is content, the story that led to the inspiration for this episode is also an example of me walking the walk, i.e. taking responsibility. And because it's going to be much less about the contrast i.e. the conflict that I'm going to talk about, um, that showed up and much more about how I caught myself playing the victim, feeding old beliefs, and then stopping that bullshit as soon as I realized what I was doing. So here's what happened. I recently had a conflict with someone I love very much. It went sideways, some heated things were said, and then a resolution was reached. I know that sounds super formal, but truly the details really aren't what what matter here, the details and resolution in terms of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let's move on, turn the page. Some things I think occurred because a resolution wasn't actually ever um, reached previously. It's just, we both move, agreed to move on. So it's it's interesting, but that's, that's a whole other conversation and probably one for my therapist. <laughs> um, all right. So anyways, like all of us, here's what happened. I did the normal regurgitation of things in my head, like for a couple days. I was out of town for Christmas, gone for a few days. And it occurred during that time. And I was just like, oh, and I knew I was coming back Wednesday evening. So I'm recording this right before the new year. So I've been home for a few days. And I already had planned on coming home. They're just I I have created a total environment for myself of peace and tranquility. And I like I like my life. I really do the day to day. I like living simply. And so I knew that I needed to get home. So I drove home and uh, it was, I'd had a fairly good night's sleep, although not enough, you know, I don't know about you guys, but unless I'm in a hotel alone, or somewhere where there's not a lot of people, there was five of us in the house. And it was just just too many adults, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, for me, okay, I will say that. Um, and here's the crazy thing. So decent night's sleep, not, not as much as I would have wanted, like I said, but I woke up and within minutes, I was rehashing things. And things have been resolved a couple days prior. And so there's two things to note. Like I said, you know, even though I was home and I slept pretty well, it was a lot less sleep than I needed. And I was pretty worn out from the previous four days. And because I woke up earlier than I wanted to, in some ways, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, so to speak. House was cold, like 52 degrees. Yes, burr. And and I know, I know for people who live on the East Coast or further north or Canada or whatever, it's cold for me, Okay. Costa Rica broke me. I like the warmth. And it was so I got up and I was like, all right, we gotta warm the house up. And I don't like house heaters. Like there's something about the heat that comes off when you've got central heat in there. I don't know, it feels stuffy and I'll get a headache and whatnot. And so we have a wood burning stove here, which really does a good job. There's a fan on it, it warms up and I've got a little space heater in my room and all that good stuff. This is so crazy boring, but so I get up, go to get the fire going, I get the kettle on for my coffee. And I I put the kettle on because I use a French press. I really love that uh, little routine that I have of of making my coffee in the morning. I got into that in Costa Rica and it just stuck. There's a Keurig here. But I don't know, there's something about that. ah, Grinding the beans, letting it steep. Anyway. So while I was doing all of this, right, let the dog out, good stuff. And my mind just started going a million freaking miles a minute replaying the conflict wishing i had said things differently or not at all and really working myself up it only took me about 30 minutes easy for me to say 30 minutes um but it was like someone had splashed cold water in my face i found myself like you guys i went out to get firewood and i'm like throwing the wood in the cart it was just <laughs> it was ridiculous by myself quiet peaceful morning Grousing, right? And it was I, I I I can remember walking from the kitchen into the living room and it was like, girl, what are you doing? I was I was winding down, right? It was so this was Thursday after Christmas. I'm like, look, you've got like four or five days before you get back into the work. Auto Autoresp- vacation autoresponder goes off. Best thing I ever did, by the way. And like you've got Downtime—you've got some peaceful time. You want to do some planning and journaling and all of those things. And I was spinning myself up to a frenzy, and so i, I just thought, "What are you doing to yourself?" Which was then followed by a firm and resounding, "Fuck this! I am not doing this to myself—not today." Hat tip to Arya Stark, Game of Thrones. I realized how quick me how quickly. My ego had jumped in to take the wheel, and I was feeding that little shit as though I was this helpless victim to what was going on in my own mind. Humans really are fascinating creatures. I am so fascinated by all of the brain-mind stuff. And I'm going to come back to this realization in a minute, but before that, I need to go a little more meta here, and I want to share why this victim realization was so powerful to me. So the first time anyone called me a victim was in 2011. And it was my therapist mentor, who you guys know I talk about her all the time, right? We still work together today. And she's just a very dear person in my life now. Um, and while I don't remember the exact context of the conversation in 2011, it, it's something to do with having lost my husband, right? I was widowed at 32. It was eight years prior. And she lovingly said something along the lines of me not being a victim, meaning you need to stop being a victim about this. And it was because I was acting like one and my mind was blown. A victim is the last thing I would have ever thought of myself as, but here it was. And it's, I'm sure you guys have heard this when somebody says something that just resonates to that deep core part of your being. And you just know, holy shit, there's truth here. (laughs) I don't know what to do with it just yet. But there is truth here. And obviously, losing my husband in a car accident was something that happened to me. But eight years after his death, I was letting it define me. And I, I know I don't need to pre qualify these things. And I was blessed and that I had a lot of love and support and family and friends around me. And I know there are people that don't get that. And I'm not judging anyone. This is, this is my experience and what the word victim means to me now. Okay, so I couldn't control what happened to me. But I could certainly control who I wanted to be at that point in my life and how I let that story play out. And it was then I you guys, I can remember where I was sitting in my house. And that was, I can do math 12 years ago, almost 13 years ago. And I just knew without a shadow of a doubt that I wanted to move through my life differently. And this is when the real work with my therapist began, because up until then, it had kind of been, you know, grief counseling, or when things got heavy, I would call and she help me through it. But I love this delving into self and psychology. And I am I'm on such a mission to live a full, rich life and rich meaning experiences, people, and yes, money, but I want a full life. I don't want to get to the end of my life and think I would have should have kind of thing, you know, Um, and I want to do it with fun and joy and ease and abundance. And it was probably also, it was probably also it was no, it was okay. (laughs) It was also one of the first times I remember somebody being so direct with me outside of my parents. And I'm sure there were other times in my life. But in this instance, like my friends didn't call me out a lot, they might be funny. But nobody says directly, Kim, this is you. And she does that, which I'm grateful for. And, uh, you know, I was ready. I was truly ready to hear it when she said it. And, you know, here we go off script. So there have been times where I'm like, why didn't you say this sooner? Why didn't you did it, right? And now I know, though, I know that it's that old line, right? When the student is ready, the teacher appears. And while the teacher has been here, I, I trust her knowing of me and my ability to hear and hold things. And so I don't do that anymore. I used to a lot. Well, why didn't you say something sooner? Why didn't you call me out? And it's not the way she does stuff either. So the other thing with this is that I also love and respect her. And I know that she always has my back. So as hard as it might be to hear things sometimes, I know it's always, it's always for my highest good. Not to mention at this point, i.e. twenty almost twenty-one years later, um, I have plenty of evidence that when I take those things to heart and I consciously choose to shift the behavior, or even choosing to shift the narrative in my mind. And it can take practice sometimes. And then it it's not until the narrative shifts that then the behavior shifts. And my MO is always being like, Well, I realize this now, so why aren't I a different person tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's pretty funny. But the second time she told me that I was being a victim was just a couple months ago. And it was about money. And this is also why I'm going to be digging deeper, much deeper into money, women, and entrepreneurship on the podcast. I'm doing the work on a whole new level with money. And I 100% believe in the power of sharing and not letting old beliefs dictate my behavior, which is carrying those things like shame and and frustration or embarrassment about I'm going to (coughs) sneeze. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm not going to edit that out. But the only way for me to break these patterns is to do the things I haven't done. And there's going to be discomfort. And it is what it is. We're going to do it. You guys have a whole, this is all off script, but I do have a whole List of women that I have been kind of binging their content about money and finance and pulling in that entrepreneurial piece and what that looks like and charging your worth and all of that. And I think what I might do is a special series and keep the podcast just up the episodes. Maybe one a week is a regular episode and one a week is the special series. Um. We'll see. But all of that is coming, and I'm very excited about the momentum that has been going with that. So anyways, so it was one of those things, and I'm paraphrasing here, but she basically said I needed to stop being a victim when it comes to money. And again, this was another one that was like, holy shit, what? Because one, it resonated on a very deep level. Two, I don't remember anything she she said after that because it was that powerful. But I have been working with her and talking with her about money since 2011. It's, it's come up at different times. And, and then I've held my, I've withheld things from her and then I've shared them. And it's just, and there's been the ebbs and flows, right? Where I've had an incredible week or an incredible month and, or a year, the year's been good. And then it's like, Oh, anyway. So I kept looking for this external flip of the switch, so to speak, that would shift, that would change my behavior that It was something out there, something that had happened to me, right? And so, i.e., it wasn't my fault. (laughs) And I'm making fun of myself. So please know that if any of this is striking a chord with you, I'm not making digs at you. I've been processing this for a few months now. And so I'm like, you have made this harder on you. Hence, taking responsibility. And since then, what has shown up and what I'm doing has been awe-inspiring for myself. And this is what happens when we take complete and total responsibility for our lives. And, you know, at, at one point, forget it, I'm not even going to stop apologizing. I'm not even going to stop. I'm not going to apologize for prequalifying. It's who I am. It's part of this where it is disempowering. I'm working on that. But I want to come from a place of kindness also. So I want you to be able to hear, if you hear yourself in this, to not be judging and not be Hard on yourself, but just start being open. Another um, magic thing Susan has taught me, my therapist, is are you willing to be open? And it's like, okay, I can start there. Anyway, so back to the realization, right from my ego driven, ranty morning throwing firewood into the cart. Um, (laughs) As soon as I caught myself and I made a conscious decision not to feed this old story anymore, i.e., I'm a victim. And especially, I will say this, I think familial stuff with our family is probably the hardest place because it's so ingrained in us. You know, there are these habits and patterns and and ways that we behave in relationships that are simply on autopilot. And I will tell you how I realized I created all of that too um but i instantly felt empowered the second i took responsibility i was like huh, i do not need to be in this mood i do not need to wreck the next 4 days or 5 days or whatever of what is left of this break i get i get to choose and so it was it was with only a few days left of the year it was really what i needed to recommit to myself and not letting drama or bullshit lower my vibration and yes, fall into the old victim mentality. And so here is where I realized I created this. And these are the epiphanies. I love, I love epiphanies. And you start, when you start paying attention to when they show up, that that is juicy, I think. That's where I start going, ah, oh, wait a minute, I did that. Or oh, oh, now I get it. And I do that. Like when I go see Susan, I record our sessions and then I'll listen to it after later. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what she meant. <laughs> and that's fine. It's fine. Um, so here are a few other things that I realized. First of all, the conflict happened because I was out of alignment. I hadn't been meditating, nor had I set boundaries about what I wanted my holiday to look and feel like. I just was like, okay, it's Christmas. This is what everybody wants. This is what I'm going to do. And because of being in someone else's house, I didn't set boundaries either saying I need this much time or saying, well, okay, we're all going to get up and do this. So I'm going to get up a little bit earlier. So I know that I can meditate because it grounds me and keeps me 100% less reactive. doesn't mean I'm not reactive, but it's a whole lot less than I normally would be. I know what I need to do to keep my peace of mind. But again, I fell into these old familial expectations and habits so as not to disappoint other people. And I am going to reshare, reread, reread. Uh, I'm going to share a quote by Ariah Mountain Dreamer, also shared with me, to me, shared with me from Susan. Um, I've put this in the newsletter and the podcast, but it is so powerful. It's something I may have to write and put in front of me to remind myself every day to that nothing is more important than my alignment and how I feel, because it dictates everything else, all of my behavior, all of my relationships, all of the work that I do, everything. Um, Another thing is, because I was out of alignment, this is what was crazy, is that I realized that I was out of alignment. So my vibration was already where it was, but I lowered it to meet other people where they were because it was sort of this connection. And in during this conflict in this, it was like, I could not get people to hear me. And so I was like, well, let's make this seem worse than it is. And I, I totally threw myself under the bus. And I know I'm being a little bit cryptic. But again, it's not as much the what had happened as much as what I did to myself here. And so had I been in alignment, I, I would have dismissed a lot of what had created this. And the other thing is, the last little epiphany was that I also caught myself with that initial reaction when I woke up, rehashing everything. I was like, you know, when I did that, and I was I was beating myself up for it. And then it was like, no, we're human. Why did I just speak of myself as a we? We're all human. <gasps> and uh, something else Susan said to me once that, I hear in my head often is Kim, you get to fuck up. And okay, would I have handled that differently? Sure. Were some things said, yep, we mended it, move on. It is what it is. Like, no big deal. And if you don't feed the fire, it will simmer and die, right? Simmer's not the word, you know. What is the word for a fire going out? Anyway, you know what I'm saying here. <laughs> All right, so here's a quote by Araya Mountain Dreamer. <clears throat> that I've shared a few times in my newsletter and and like I said probably on the podcast too. I want to know, <clears throat> excuse me, let's try this again. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself. If you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul. Well, that is a muscle that I am strengthening every day and that is from a poem called The Invitation. If you want the whole thing is great. I would highly recommend you read it. All right. All that being said, here's how you can connect the dots to all of this in your business. And these are just a few examples. My suggestion would be that you do a little free writing and come up with your own that are specific to you, your business, and your life. All right. The first one is doing the work. This is as simple as being brutally honest with yourself. The caveat to that is that you have to remove the shame, the judgment, and the right wrongness when you do this look in the mirror. Because, you know, if we're afraid, and and you guys, this is I'm so speaking to myself with all of this. But the stuff that we don't want to look at, it festers, and it gets worse, and it gets worse. And every time we blame other people for something, and we choose not to take responsibility, it means that the solution is outside of us also. So here's an example, you know, are you doing what you know you should be doing? Are you creating, publishing and promoting your content consistently? And again, I'm calling myself out on all of these things. Going deeper with your craft, because really, there's no such thing as done with digital marketing. If there's something you do, can you start? Can you work on the mastery of it? There is, I really I've talked about this so many times. I never thought I'd fall in love with writing online the way I have. And that came from writing out podcast show notes first. When I do these solo episodes, I have to write it out. And then once I got into using Grammarly and starting to edit and think about, is is there a natural flow to this? And there's so much that I get to continually improve on with writing and, and copy. You know, to me, writing content, And then I think of copy, and a copywriter would probably correct me on this, but copywriting is like headlines and sales pages and, you know, those hooks and all that kind of stuff. But content, just for me, has to come from the heart and when it's, you know, something like this. But, you know, go deeper. Can you go deeper? Can you get better at something you already do well? Which, here's the fun thing, is that when you do that, it also reignites a passion and a love for what you're doing. And the other thing is sticking with a schedule that supports your future self not the one that only does things when you're in the mood off script um I don't know what the term is is it it's not spiritual toxicity there's something there <clears throat> but I you know I, I listen to I read a lot of stuff in the spiritual space and you have to be able to to merge that intangible with the tangible which, which means and and hat tip to uh, Stephen Pressfield. If you've not read the the War of Art, <laughs> sorry, I almost said Sun Tzu's Art of War, the War of Art, or his other book, which is re- more recent. Put your ass where your heart wants to be. You still have to show up and do the work. Or was it was it Kurt Vonnegut who said, "I'm lucky that my muse shows up to work with me every day." Fortunately the muse shows up when I sit down at my desk at nine o'clock to write. So there's a discipline and there's habits that we have to, to live up to, right? And so trust me, it's very easy to wait till you're in alignment or wait till you're feeling it. Sometimes you do the work. Anyway, that's the entrepreneurial adulting. Okay, so that's doing the work. The next one is dedicating time to new skills. Until you can hire people to do the things you don't want to do or enjoy doing, you don't enjoy doing... Oh, sorry. Nose is getting itchy. Um, you're going to have to do it yourself. I've shared publicly that I'm going to master paid traffic in 2024. This doesn't mean that I'm going to have learned all I need to n- to know or be the best at it, but I want it to be a regular marketing channel for leads and sales by the end of the year. Then what that looks like after I've got <gasps> oh son of a nutcracker, you guys. Oh, well, that's what I get for not leaving. We're going to have to just sit with that spilled water on the desk. Um and I have a lid. (laughs) That's what happens when you don't close the lid. But I want it to be a regular marketing channel. And the only way to do that is to practice it. And to take my time with it, it might take longer than I think, but that's fine. I'm starting in January. And I'm going to keep at it until it's working. Once it's working, then I'll focus on learning how to increase ad spend profitably. Because it is not as easy as just saying, well, okay, I'm spending 20 bucks a day, I'll just double it. It doesn't work that way. There is, um, I was gonna say a science to it. But per Amanda Bond and Laurel Portier, who if you're not following them, I adore them. Laurel's $7 ad monthly program is amazing. Amanda Bond is fantastic. but. it's just math. Think of it that way. Right. So it's just math. It's not this, this magic formula you need to know, but you do need to know how to do it anyway. So, um, then that comes and then maybe it's another channel. I'm starting off with Facebook and Instagram, ideally then stepping into YouTube or, and possibly, um, uh, TikTok. Sorry. The crazy thing is, oh my God, you guys. Uh, I need my mouse to scroll the podcast post. Um, I'm also going to be publishing videos consistently. So this is going to have to be scheduled weekly as well, meaning batching video. And this is where I don't think men appreciate how much easier they have it. And for those women that don't do hair and makeup, hat tip to you, for me, it's just, I'm going to do it because I want to. Um, But I have a lot of hair and it takes a little bit of time. So therefore, it's going to be a lot easier if I say, I record on these two days whether it's a podcast or shorts or a live stream whatever um and I get ready actually most days but this requires a different level of energy I'm I'm standing up and I get animated as you can see I knocked over my water but at at the end of the day both of these things might take longer than I would like but where do you think I'm going to be at the end of 2024 by by taking the time and scheduling in to learn these things. How many, t- how many times have you bought a course? I know I do. You buy something and it sits there and it's unused. And it's like, Oh, I'll get to that when the work's done. Well, sometimes when the work's done, you're not going to be in the mood. But if you schedule it just like you would an appointment, just like I would recording or my newsletter or a call with a coaching client, whatever it is. Okay. So schedule in time for those skills that are going to help you be the future self that you want to be by the end of the year. The next one is taking yourself seriously. You guys, it has been a long time since I worked for a company or had a job. And it wasn't actually the last job that I'm going to talk about, because that one, I'm, I'm not kidding you, and I'm not being dramatic, but I was suicidal. I hated my life. That was in 2007. It was one before that. You guys, oh, my God, I gave so much of myself to that company. I was in management, and I worked extra hours during the holidays. I did overnight shifts. I traveled. I was a training manager. And I basically did whatever it took to be that exemplary employee. And for what? I wasn't increasing my income with all the extra time I was putting in. A lot of that changed once my husband passed away because I didn't have that partner to help with the kids. And they were in daycare when he was here too because of our schedules. But it it doesn't mean you half-ass it if you do have a job. But there is a difference between doing good work and the job you were hired to do and giving your life to a company that would replace you or let you go in a hot minute if this suited them. And I'm not talking about my instance specifically here. But I'm talking about most companies, if they need to lay off, they're just they gotta do what they gotta do. You need to do what you need to do. So why ask yourself this. If I if I'm willing or was willing, like I was, to do this for a company, why on earth won't I do whatever it takes to create the lifestyle and business that I desire? Now you guys know, okay, that I'm also very anti-Hustle. I hate it if I I refuse to listen, and I'm gonna talk about this in an example from somebody else. But I'm not listening to a bunch of, you know, 20 something bros who don't have families and only themselves and how they grind and all that shit. Because also, welcome to menopause. My energy is not what it used to be, but I'm still committed to creating the life and business that I want. Um, All right. So, taking yourself seriously, it really means expecting more from yourself when you know you're able to. It also means making sure you're supporting your health and well-being with rest, exercise, and things that fuel you outside of your business, you can stay engaged and excited. This is the first time I and I would bet this is probably I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and bet that over 50% of the people listening to this have said, I'm taking the week before Christmas and the week after Christmas off, and yet you don't. I've been there. It's always the intention. Well, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday before Christmas. I'm like, that's it. I've got to do the, the out of office vacation autoresponder. And I instantly felt the weight of the world off my shoulders. And here's the thing, guys. I just have coaching clients. I don't have service clients. I'm not, I'm not doing websites. I don't have an agency or anything like that. I just wanted to check out and it has been delightful. It has been the best thing I can do for myself. And now I'm thinking, how do I build that in once a month? And maybe I go somewhere for a weekend. And the thing is, I want to go somewhere alone, (laughs) right? Or get somewhere in nature, whatever it is. This was, you know, I don't know that I took advantage enough. And I'm not judging myself, but having the beach in Costa Rica. But even then, like, you know, I keep thinking about going down there in the spring and Just running a place by myself, I'll see my friends and everything. But I just I need space. I need, and I don't need to go down with a friend. I have friends down there, but um, I just I I want to go down to be there, and I love the energy and the climate and my friends and stuff. But I I need a space of my own. Anyway, um, the bottom line is you're the only one who knows what you're truly capable of. You're the you're also the only one who knows what it is you really want. And newsflash, it is perfectly okay to change your mind about what you really want. You don't owe anyone an explanation or a justification. I don't buy this bullshit that you can only focus. Focus has been brilliant for me, but there are a lot of people that are like, look, I need eight things going on at one time. Run with it. If you're happy, run with it. And and if you're getting the results you want, run with it. I am really at this stage and place in my life where I'm like, okay, well, you know what, Kim? The things you were doing weren't working the way you wanted. So I think we're gonna go ahead and try something different. That doesn't mean I'm jumping into any productivity gurus 12-point system that takes me half a day just to log in and document shit. I'm not doing that either. But, you know, you're the only one that knows what that looks like. And it's it's a lot of people pivot, right? And you can keep pivoting until you find that thing. It reminds me of Of hearing Tony Robbins say one time years ago, um, "How long would you give your average baby to walk? Like how long? Well, it's like well until they walk. So, how long are you going to give yourself to make your business work until it works? And there will be highs and lows, but it's up to you. This also, you know, I've um, with this whole uh, diving deep with money stuff. um, If you haven't watched Ramit Sethi's How to Get Rich on Netflix, it's fantastic. And again, you know, Ramit, if and if you don't he's a no nonsense is I will teach you to be rich. None of it's, you know, tactics or making money online stuff. He's got plenty of digital marketing courses. But it's here's the banks I recommend here's to make finance simple, whatever, right. So he goes and he spends time with people in person. And there's gonna be a season two, which is fantastic. But and where they need to change their money behaviors. And at the end of the day, he makes suggestions and is direct with them. But he's like, hey, it's your life. It's your money, you get to create what that looks like for you? What does your rich life look like for you? Or Troy Dunlap says, you know, personal finance is personal. So you are the only one that knows how you work well in business. And that is up to you to decide. It's not about changing your mind or even wanting more or less than you did before. It's about living your life in a way that creates choices. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Everything you're doing for your business, for finance, with family, with relationships. It's all about living your life and creating a life that allows you choice. Again, that was a Susan thing, so you can thank her energetically. Um, All right, the next one is using your voice. The best contribution that you can give the world is to show up uniquely as yourself. The world does not need more of the same I do not care what the topic is, but be you. You guys speak your truth. So this is, um, I think I referenced this when I was getting a little ranty about um, young men in their 20s telling everybody what to do with their lives. Um, But I saw a video of a woman on TikTok where she said she was done listening to male self-help authors and marketers and gurus after watching a video podcast of Casey Neistat. And if you're not familiar with him, Casey has blew up. He did a ton of stuff on YouTube, big YouTuber um, I don't know his full backstory. I think he actually did movie stuff with Hollywood. I don't know his whole story. Okay. And I'm I'm going to guess Casey in his early 40s. Anyway, but he was telling the story of having his first child before he was 20, maybe 16, 17. He was really young and then split up, and then he made a decision and a commitment to himself. He was going to move to New York and do whatever it took to get his business off the ground. He was sleeping on friends' couches. He was staying in a shelter, whatever it took. He was willing to do it and hustle and make sacrifices to get his business off the ground. Now that I've shared that, I'm going to guess that every woman listening to this is wondering where his child was. Well, his child was left with his mother who was taking full responsibility of raising this child by herself while he was off pursuing his dream. And again, I have no idea what or if their arrangement was, but you get why this accomplishment feels a little less than impressive to women or probably any parent for that matter. Now, here's where I think there would have been massive value and this woman would have been thinking differently she probably would have thought oh okay had he said i made an agreement with my child's mother that let me do this for x amount of time i will send you money i will do this i will do that but he never addressed it i had a kid i left to pursue my dream well lucky you and yes that's massive sarcasm but you guys it is time to change the narrative and i just i love everything about this video and when we listen to advice, it's so important to consider who controls the narrative. You know, I was um, took the dog for a walk yesterday, and I was listening to a book by Vivian Tu, T-U. It's called Rich AF. And she has a website called Your Rich BFF. And she was a Wall Street trader. And she's on this miss- mission. She's a multimillionaire. I think she's 29. She's right up there with Tori Dunlap, which is where I heard Vivian on her podcast. And the whole thing about education, about money and how they're, you know, when you're born into, um, when you're born into wealth, when you're born into, um, what's the word I was looking for? Um, I can't even think. Of, there's a word that's on the tip of my tongue. Anyways, but the things are different in, in different, I don't want to say classes, but you know, different environments that, Some children might grow up hearing their parents talk about investments. There are other kids that are hoping they get a meal put on the table. So all of those things dictate our own learned behaviors and patterns, right? Anyway, um, it speaks to the point in me sharing that is it speaks to the narrative and what, what Vivian said, which I thought was so brilliant was this whole thing of conventional wisdom. It doesn't work anymore. It is a different world. So I want you to think about marketing and that the narrative has been controlled. And I love I love psychology with marketing. I love, you know, learning about people's behaviors and buying and whatnot. But and I'm gonna just I'm gonna say it anyway, but it, the narrative has been controlled on a grand scale by men. You know, let let's take mad men, which I know is fictional. But what Peggy Olson was the only female that could was participating on ad campaigns. Everybody else was a honey or a sweetheart who got coffee and, you know, jumped at men's beck and call. And there is a very strong narrative. It's time to to change it. And that's why I am calling everybody, man, woman, whatever. I, I just use your voice, speak your truth. And I was actually having a conversation. Um, here's another example of that. And again, all of this is going to look different to you. But you do need, we need your voices, I guess is what I'm saying. We collaboratively, collectively, the planet, you know, energy, marketing, whatever it is, we don't need women who try to be men. Someone had said to me once, oh, you, sh- you should be the female version of this person. I'm like, I'm not interested in that. I just want to be me. Why do I have to be a female version of a man? I don't. I just get to be Kim, the business owner, the marketer. And um, yeah, I'm not going to tell you the story because I'm going to go sideways politically and we're going to just leave that (laughs) where it belongs in another realm. So here are some examples of taking yourself, is this on taking yourself Using your voice. Sorry, I had to double check. And I'm going to recap these two. So using your voice, maybe you need to Um, take a copywriting course to understand why your headlines fall flat. How can I integrate my voice into a headline? How do I take the things that mean something to me and pull in my personality and my stories and my experiences into what I create? You know, maybe you need to start emailing your list or finally putting list building at the top of your priority list. And again, this, this piece. Okay. This is, this is sort of the bigger. Taking responsibility in your business, okay, and so not all of these. I'm not saying these all fall under the use your voice. They fall under do the work, take yourself seriously. You, okay, they fall under all of them. Um, but start emailing your list and or finally putting list building at the top of your priority list. Dedicate extra time each week to scheduling social. I hate doing that, but it's it's tedious. But hi, it's not digging ditches or building a railroad, right? Okay, uh, and then schedule in additional time for engagement the bottom line is you guys, I've been using, you know, I have missing letter. How many times have I said the bottom line? I think that's another one I got to kick to the curb, but missing letter where I can go in and it pulls in my RSS feed from my site and I can create a social campaign from the podcast or a blog post or whatever. And so I've started rescheduling those and it's like, oh, look who's getting more traffic. Funny how that works, right? Social organic, it does still work. Consistent prolific engagement. It just, there, there is a methodology to it. It's not a hidden secret. Uh, Maybe you need to start or restart your newsletter. Maybe you need to invest in paid traffic, hire a coach, start creating systems, raise your prices, show up more, show up different consistently. You get the point. And before you jump into the new year with plans to conquer the world and get better at everything that you put on a list, my suggestion would be that you pick three things and you focus on doing those well. I build in, I i don't know, I call it playtime. I love having my coffee. I read newsletters. I curate stuff for my newsletter. I like acclimating to my day that way. And then I get into the work. So maybe if you have something else that you want to test or try or play with, you schedule in that time too. And remember, I'm not one of those people that once, I don't time block my whole calendar. I, I schedule stuff. I like seeing white space. So if there's something else that you want to pursue or, or touch on or try, you know, put that on the calendar. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, I have stuck with my three things rule for seven months now. And I'm practically breaking my own arm, patting myself on the back for having stuck with this. This is part of my daily journaling habit, which I'll just reiterate again. So every day, I write down a mantra and I have a new mantra for 2024 that I'm excited about. And then I write down the three things I'm going to focus on that day. In the morning, I write at the top of the page how long I meditated for. I don't care if it was three minutes or 12. It doesn't make a difference to me. I write it down. And then at night, I write down three things I'm grateful for. A new one that I've added, um, and this was based on a call with my therapist, is what are three things I did today to... To demonstrate that I believed in myself, what are three ways that I showed up and believed in myself, and what were three wins? And then from there, I write down what are the three things I'm focusing on tomorrow. And so yeah, I'm writing those twice. I write the next days at night, but then I rewrite them. Um, just it's been working for me, and I do other journaling and and note taking and stuff. But this is so simple, and it's it's compounded you know, like compound interest on either side of the coin, right? Whether it's investments or debt, but it just starts compounding. These behaviors start eking into other ways. Like, here's a great example. I took the dog for a couple walks, you know, I put, um, I had to put my other dog down a couple weeks ago. And uh, I just and we we couldn't go for walks the three of us because her legs were bad and she, with the, because she just was in poor health towards the end. But my dog that's here has all this energy. And then I was reading the other day about grieving, and they were saying you know how good the exercise is for dogs who are grieving. And it was so funny because I just did it thinking about my dog, and then I was like, oh my god, I walked. I just I did a couple walks this week. It was great. And I know it sounds ridiculous, you guys, but whatever, I'm not going to even justify that. I was proud of myself. (laughs) Um, And this doesn't mean I only do the three things. But when I only have three priorities, you know, I don't want to be that person that my day is dictated by a to-do list. I want things I need to do. But I also like being in the flow. So there have been times, you know, I do my newsletter, I make sure it's ready to go every Wednesday, and I get a calendar reminder. Wednesday night, because it goes out Thursday morning, that it's due. And there are times it's written early, there are times I do it all Wednesday morning, there's times I do it Wednesday morning, and then maybe I'm tired and I have to take a nap. So I have to finish the links at night, whatever it I've, I've not missed one. And oh my god, where am I at 162 ish? I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, But yeah, sometimes I don't always hit the three priorities or life happens and the day goes sideways. I don't overthink it. I just put it on the list for the next day. So let's wind this a little ranty. I don't know what direction this went in, but I think it's pretty fun. And I'm sitting here staring at the pile of water on my desk. Um, Taking complete and total responsibility for everything in your life also means trusting yourself. It also means being kind to yourself. When we take responsibility, what we're really saying is, oh my God, well, yeah, I did this. But now I can improve it. Now I can fix it. Now I can change it, right? We have the power to change the things that we take responsibility for. And again, we can't control when trauma, tragedy happens to us, but we can choose how we respond, how we move through that, how we deal with it, um, and the meaning that we give it. So the bottom line is, oh, bottom line again, you guys. <laughs> Oh, well, hopefully you're amused. Um, Just don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Taking responsibility really is a gift you give yourself, and it is the ultimate key to freedom. So here's to a fantastic 2024, whatever that looks like for you. Happy New Year, my friends. And if you're listening to this later in the year, then I hope uh, you had a fantastic New Year. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening i will catch you next week huh catch you next year you knew that was coming right catch you next year if you've not done so i'd love a review and apple podcasts and i will be sharing the spotify link soon as well so thanks so much guys and i will catch you next week